0: Hello, welcome to the Dear Nikki Podcast, where I'm going to be giving you personalized user research advice based on your questions or struggles. So let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. I hope you are doing so super well today. So I'll just take a big, deep breath. Sometimes that's necessary on a Monday. (sighs) <sighs> yeah that was nice <laughs> so the reason i'm taking a breath so super deep breath is because kind of similar to my last episode which was asking a bit more specifically about how chat or synthetic users or other ai platforms might impact user researchers jobs today's question concern comes from a slightly similar area of kind of understanding this whole user researchers getting laid off situation that we seem to be in so i am going to read a little bit of context and some and a, the actual question so it feels like user researchers are getting laid off everywhere across big tech tech companies, which to me feels like user research is not being valued as highly as it should. This makes some serious sense given it's not necessarily an immediate revenue generating position, but it worries me for the long-term vitality of the industry and future of my career. And so the original question was, do you see user research dying in the future? (laughs) Which is a very, very sad way of putting it. But then the secondary question that I think is more productive and more applicable are what are broader industry trends that you think we should be paying attention to in order to stay competitive in such a massively competitive market. So very excited to talk through this particular question concern today. And I understand why it is a concern of many, many people because being laid off is the worst feeling ever. At least I have felt it, and it was the worst maybe not the worst, but one of the I'd say top five worst times of my life. And so I can understand the concern of okay, we see all of these other people getting laid off in our roles too. Is this just what it is? Am I going to always be concerned about my job safety, etc.? So the first thing that I will say is, and this is a bit repetitive from my last episode, but what I will say is I think it might be helpful for everybody who's concerned about this to do a little bit of digging to understand what other roles and positions are being affected by these massive layoffs. I will say the product industry is going through kind of a reshaping and a lot of tech and product companies are changing certain things or going through whatever it is that they're going through in this particular climate and economic climate, let's say, but we are not the only ones getting laid off. User researchers are not the only ones. There are plenty of product managers who are getting laid off. There are plenty of designers. There are plenty of data analysts. There are people in marketing, people in customer support, people in not as much, I haven't seen as much in sales people in like content teams, right? Getting laid off as well. And so one thing that I would say that's so super important to understand is looking at that broader picture because when it comes to social media, we can get stuck in these echo chambers and LinkedIn is no different than the echo chambers that you might find on Facebook. I follow a lot of user researchers. I primarily get a lot of user researchers posting right? So I am going to see more user researchers getting laid off because of that. So I would make it a point, and this is something that I did where I went and I actually spoke to quite a few people about what their perspectives are. And when I spoke to some product managers, they were like, no, there's a lot of product managers getting laid off. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. We're, we're all seeing, we're all seeing the echoes here. So I will say that we do focus disproportionately on our particular role. It's like whenever, so I bought a fiat uh, quite a long time ago now, maybe six months or actually almost a year ago. I see fiats all the time now. Right? I'm like, ooh, fiat, ooh, fiat. <laughs> you know? And especially so it, my my fiat's the electric fiat. And so if I see an electric fiat, I'm like, ooh, you know, and I see them and I notice them. Even my husband is he's like, oh, a fiat friend, you know, we see them because we are attuned to them. So we are we're gonna see them more often than we might see other things, right? And that is the same within being the in this echo chamber that might feel like, oh my goodness, it's only user researchers getting laid off and everybody else is just fine and dandy when that's actually not the case. So something that has comfort and user researchers have been laid off multiple times, like within these waves over many, many years since research has been a thing, right? I've seen this happen several times, but it's again, it's not only user researchers that have been laid off and something that gave me comfort within this space was understanding that broader context. I am not the only one impacted. I am not the only, like we are not the only role that's impacted. There are plenty of other people who are getting impacted because the broader economic climate and how tech and product companies are working is going through some changes and evolving, right? So in addition to that, user research as i said in my last episode is auxiliary right as you said in your question we aren't very it isn't very apparent how research can generate revenue right so we are outside of that golden triangle of pms designers and devs right so generally speaking everybody who thinks about product development processes and moving products forward, creating products, we'll think about those three people primarily. Those are the people you need, quote, air quotes, I mean, those are the people you need to make the product, project, whatever, move forward, right? That's what you need to create something. You need those three people. User research is not in that golden triangle. I hope that one day we can call it a golden square, right? Or even a golden circle with lots of other people in it. Because as we know, scrum teams are made up of many different people other than our really great scrum teams are made up of different people than just PMs, devs, and designers. So, but well what i will say now is we are outside that golden triangle so we might get laid off more often than our counterparts right but job security for user researchers has always been less stable than those counterparts because they've always been the golden triangle right so this is nothing that is new it has happened plenty of times in the past, right? So just keep that in mind. And with that being said, no, I don't see user research dying in the future. I don't think it's gonna be annihilated, it's not gonna be massacred, it's not gonna die, it's not gonna suddenly disappear. It is a critical piece of the product development phase, especially in that discovery area, right? Where we get really, really deep into understanding people That being said, there are some things that we can do to make ourselves more valuable. So kind of talking about those like industry trends to pay attention to, to stay more competitive, right? Because right in here we say, user research is not being valued as highly as it should because it's not an immediate revenue generating position. So then my question is, how might we make ourselves more valuable Right? And this is where I see a lack of standardization in the user research industry which can cause these types of problems. So the beauty of user research is that everybody can come from different points of views and different backgrounds. I mean, I have mentored people who are anthropologists and coming from the social sciences. I have mentored people who are designers, PMs. I've mentored journalists who are coming in. I even mentored somebody who is a police officer coming into the user research field. It's beautiful how many different perspectives and How many different paths you can take into this wonderful field it's also a bit of a downside because it's self-taught and depending on how you've taught yourself and the materials that you have used to teach yourself your quality of research that you are doing could be on a spectrum of research from poor research to excellent research right Since there is no standardization of materials, since you can Google a whole lot of stuff and get varying results and what that stuff is and the quality of information, you could be anywhere on that spectrum, right? So because of this lack of standardization, which is a beautiful thing on one end, because we get all these different types of people entering into our field, we also cannot make sure that the research that is being done is quality research that helps generate revenue, right? So I have seen a lot of really bad research been done. I've seen horrible questions. I've seen terrible analysis. I have seen scripts that make absolutely no sense. I have seen presentations that just don't have any sort of anything in them to move people forward, to help teams make better decisions, right? So I have seen this and with that, And I I am guilty of this. I have done this. I have asked horrible questions. I have presented horrible reports that have done nothing. Right? And so when I've done this, my stakeholders kind of sit and say, what's the point of doing this? This took so long. And there's not like, I don't know what to do with this information. This information isn't helpful for me. This information isn't making it more apparent or less apparent what I should do. Right? So they kind of roll their eyes and say, mm, user research is invaluable. Or alternatively, user research can misdirect teams if it's not done properly, right? So if we think that we can say, we validated designs after speaking, which we should never use that word validate, but I'm just going all dramatically in here. We validated this these designs uh, out, uh, five out of five users said that they prefer this design and they would buy it. Let's move forward. Yay. Nobody buys it. Right? Because we can't answer those questions with research, but we want to be able to. So we try and fail usually. So then misdirection actually leads to revenue not generating but the opposite so leads to draining revenue right or or leads to more cost there we go eventually i'll get there it leads to more cost which then people say i hate user research and this is this is something that's actually quite common if you talk to product managers in kind of an open way and then the third kind of problem within not having standardization is that people see bad research being done and they say, "Mm, I can do this myself, right? So then we're teaching people bad research and democratizing bad research. So then ultimately we come back to this fact where we're actually creating cost rather than mitigating risk and generating revenue, okay? So what do we do? What do we do? Well, we have to standardize the industry eventually. And uh, I I don't know 100% how we go about that. Yes, there could be certain people who can train certain ways or certain verifications that we could have on information, right, which there kind of are already. It's like, don't always just like read medium articles and think that that's the answer, but really critically think about what you're reading and if that makes sense or not, right? Read multiple sources, triangulate your data, right? but one of the best things that you can do is, you know, really getting mentorship from, from somebody who is an amazing researcher. Uh, That is actually one of the ways that I had learned so much in my career is getting mentored by a a few really, really amazing researchers. Didn't mean that I had a few bad ones (laughs) as well, or encountered some bad practices, but really uh, making sure that you can like critically understand, like what, what does this, what is this information that I'm getting and does this make sense or not? Like I, not using just trying to generate a script because you, so you can get it done with and, and going and, and just Googling one source on how to write a research script, right? We want to actually learn these things. But so within that, within that, um, because we can't fix standardization today, (laughs) which we could, but Within that, I think things to be paying attention to are how we can make ourselves more valuable. And it comes back to that decreasing cost in time and increasing potential revenue, right? And there are a few ways that we can do that. First, we can make sure that we're doing the most impactful research at an organization. So sometimes we can get stuck doing dumb usability tests that aren't actually helpful to the product because, you know, we... probably make the decision without the usability test right so making sure that we're doing the most impactful research and that might mean having some sort of process and i'll put this in the a link in the comments to my article on doing the most impactful research but having a process where we can determine what is the most impactful research and that's usually the research that directly has to do with our companies or our team's goals and metrics, right? So trying to move those metrics forward. And I will say no one function can move those metrics forward. So whenever I hear people saying, well, I don't know if I'm impactful or not because I'm only a slice of the pie, everybody's saying the same thing because it's a pie, right? No one person can move the metrics forward. It is a team effort, right? And part of it can start with user research to make sure that we're solving the right problems. So you are part of that impact still, even if you're not the one that does the research, designs the thing, develops the thing, and puts it in the roadmap to go forward, right? Like you don't have to be everybody to still have that impact. So I will say making sure that you're doing the research that can help the company in the most impactful way as possible. So that's something that I would really start paying attention to like within your role. Another thing that I will say is we need to kind of learn business a bit better. So this is something that i I went pretty heavy on uh, later on in my career was learning just what is what is business? what is revenue? how how is how does our company re- generate revenue where are we in that you know are we profitable or not like where where is all of this where is our money coming from right and and within the business choices that we're making why are we making those choices so getting a bit more comfortable with talking to people who are thinking about the business and thinking about these choices right and trying to understand them better and trying to say okay where does research fit into this how can research you know either help mitigate the risk of this or help reduce cost and time of whatever we're trying to achieve because again overall those things can increase revenue right so learning more about how a business works and talking to the people who make business decisions And I know that sometimes that's scary, at least I found that scary, but trying to chat with the people who do make business decisions to kind of understand where you can support them, right, and where you can help them mitigate risk, okay? And then kind of moving on to the more user research skills side of things, the biggest gap that I see in user research right now is the activation phase. So we cannot give a report and throw it over the fence and hope for the best. Because when you think about that, that's actually quite unfair, right? So did our stakeholders go to an insight usage class, like on how to use insights or what to do when you get a lot of deep insights about customers and you know, what happens when a researcher brain dumps information on you and it's really overwhelming and you're saying, ah, I just needed the answer to this question, but I don't know how to get it and, like, what to do with it. And, and then, like, how do I take action on this because this is really deep and it's really intense? No, nobody went to that class because that class doesn't exist, right? So we are, by, by kind of presenting our insights and saying, okay, it's your turn now, right, to our stakeholders, we are kind of setting them up for failure and asking them to do something that they might not know how to do. So I see that like reporting phase and then a sh- reporting and sharing, right? But then like we need to activate these insights. And that's where research goes from that like really annoying buzzword, actionable insights. This is where research becomes actionable because if we sit in the activation phase with our stakeholders, what we're trying to do is help them put this information into action because we as researchers generally have a lot of context in our mind that we either can't put into the report, forget to put into the report, assume that other people have, assume that it's not actually important when it actually is because we have the curse of knowledge, right? So what I would say is like something that has been said is a soft skill is actually not a soft skill which is workshop facilitation because workshop facilitation is the best way to activate insights and i think that should be a technical core skill of user researchers so bringing your insights into this actionable phase of of either you know you take crazy eats you take how might we you take do undo redo uh you take you know method 365 there are so many different activities out there that can help turn these insights that you have into things that people can actually act on. Because if I were a designer or a product manager and I dumped some of the information that I had in the past to my stakeholders, I would not know what to do. And what happens then is when we get overwhelmed, we tend to procrastinate. So then our stakeholders are procrastinating on our research because they are overwhelmed by our research right? So they're not doing anything about it because they don't know exactly what to do. And then we're sitting there saying, why haven't you done anything? Why is my my research dying in the corner somewhere, right? Why aren't you doing anything? But they might not know how to, right? And this isn't something that you always have to do. You might have a very mature, user research mature company or user research mature colleagues. They might grow into that maturity, right? Where you might not always have to have this activation phase because they, they can kind of learn how to work with these insights, but that's the thing is they have to learn. So you have to go through it with them. So I highly, highly, highly recommend as, as something to stay competitive with is workshop facilitation, getting really comfortable with taking your insights and trying to move them into actions with teams. Right? So that, that really looks into like being a good workshop facilitator highly highly recommend that. Um, and then one other thing that I will say is asking for feedback from stakeholders and making sure that you are caring about what they care about. because if we if we're just doing research and throwing it at the wall, hoping that somebody will it will stick and somebody will say, "Oh, there's spaghetti on the wall, <laughs> you know, that looks yummy, we are not doing ourselves justice because people care about what they care about right? If you're not doing something that is positively impacting somebody, they're not really going to care. So if we're saying personas, 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 they're so important. Why aren't you reading them? Well, maybe your information doesn't have anything in there that has to do with the people that you're asking to read them, right? So make sure that the research that you're doing and the the deliverables that you're Putting out into the world, like make sure that these things are about things that people care about. And that's all about asking your stakeholders for feedback. There are users. Whenever somebody comes to us and says, Oh, I don't know if we should make this feature or not, or like, I don't know how to do this, or, you know, sh- should we, you know, should we include, you know, the button here, here, or do this feature in this way? Like, we always say, Well, why don't we talk to users? Well, why don't you talk to your stakeholders? <laughs> Whenever you have questions about what to include in a persona, you know, like it's so funny because for such a long time, I just went to Google and I was like, what should I include in a persona? And I was like, these things. And I was like, cool. All right. And then I made the persona and nobody listened to it or read it because the information in there wasn't actually helpful to the people who I was sharing it with because I never asked them. So being able to take and understand what our stakeholders care about and use that to put forth our research is. 100% necessary and critical to being competitive in this market. Because if you care about what your stakeholders care about, right? So let's say our stakeholders care about retention, right? Retention is a revenue generating metric, that's for sure. If they care about something like, uh, let's say, uh retention rate, so people coming back, okay, what can we do? What can we do within user research to help understand retention rate and why people might not be coming back so that we can then understand how to make changes to make more people come back? How can we make this platform more satisfactory for people? Is it about usability? How do we make it more usable for people? Right? Are we missing things? Are we, are we, are we ignoring people's unmet needs? Okay, let's figure this out. And then how do we create something to, to talk to those unmet needs or pain points that people have? right so again if we care about what our stakeholders care about we are doing research that they care about so they're they're going to listen to us so that we're getting closer to that revenue generating position right so really taking that mindset of your stakeholders being your users so i hope that that was helpful for you today it's it's tough to st- to to feel competitive when it feels like everybody's competing for one job. But I would highly recommend just taking a deep breath, taking a step back and seeing that we're in a weird time in the economy and just the world in general. So weird things are happening. But there are companies that care about user research a lot. There are companies that still want user researchers. There are companies that are hiring user researchers. It just might take some time. Back when I was laid off, it took me december january february four months to get a job right and that wasn't even particularly like in a time where things were weird (laughs) you know so i would just highly recommend understanding the broader context we are not the only ones that are getting laid off and really looking at some of those skills to to make you more valuable and and thinking about okay like how might i make myself more valuable like how might because user research is a service like we are we serve our our people our colleagues we're a support system so how might i support people better in my next role you know and and a lot of that again is through something like workshop facilitation okay like let me practice some workshop facilitation and i'll pop in my workshop facilitation webinar that i did for uxpa a few weeks ago uh into into the description as well so that you can take a look at that and maybe brush up some workshop facilitation skills. So just really think like, how might I be more valuable? How might I support teams better? And and really think about those questions. So if you are experiencing like the layoffs, I'm really sorry, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There always is, and you will find what is best for you. Sometimes these things are blessings in disguise as hard as they are to see uh, now, maybe, but, it, I, I I truly wish everybody all the best and try not to get stuck in that scarcity mindset or that fear mongering that's kind of happening within the echo chambers of LinkedIn because it's not it's not something to focus on right right now. Focus on those skills. Focus on trying to relax a little bit. Focus on giving yourself more space to learn and to think about things. Um, but. Anyways, I hope that that was helpful. Happy to answer any follow-up questions as well. So please feel free to email them to me, to submit a voice message, whatever works best for you. And I will talk to you next time. Thanks. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and submit your next question. And I look forward to talking to you all soon. Bye i